0: Listenership. That's a big deal. So it's really everything you need in one place to make an amazing podcast. All you have to do is download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. In 54321, hello, everybody. Welcome to an episode of the Genius Brain Podcast. We are a podcast about everything and anything. And basically, you're the fly on the fucking wall and you're just listening to good conversation with a bunch of gooky ass people. Oh, no. (laughs) Yo, what? what, (laughs) This is like the first introduction to people listening to this podcast. (laughs) Like, what am I listening to? Who is this? Oh, they don't see faces because it's an audio podcast. Well, I'm a gook, so (laughs) just to let you know, it's okay. And he's half gook. Half gook. He's a half gookie.
1: (laughs) I'm one hundred (laughs) percent. She's a hundred percent crisp. She's a (laughs) gookie. Oh,
0: gosh. <laughs> you didn't know what the fuck you walked into today, <laughs> did you, huh? You thought this was a Megan Batoon podcast, huh? <laughs>
1: foolish.
0: Foolish, foolish child.
1: Are you the genius brain?
0: I, everybody's a genius brain. You know how we came up with genius brain?
1: No, I don't.
0: Genius brain is just sarcasm. you basically calling somebody stupid. Oh, so, that's then why. yes,
1: I am a genius brain. Oh,
0: okay. Well, we have a very special guest today. Uh, her name is Amanda Souk. Now, you may have seen her from dancing to acting to everything else and all of the above. Author, Oh, she's a children's book fucking author, dude. Yep. That's fucking crazy.
1: Thank you, Khalif. You're welcome.
0: Yeah. Other than that, she's trash, bro. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> Pretty I'm kidding. much. Yeah. Pew you.
1: <laughs>
0: well, hello, Amanda. I mean, Amanda. I didn't
1: shower today, so yeah. Pretty much. That's why your hair
0: looks so nice. <laughs> I think that's why I, I think girls can do that though. Girls can go like a couple days without showering and you guys are okay. Yeah, but guys are a little powder iffy. You, like you guys actually powder. do smell. Oh, I wish I did. I don't smell that. Like Wait, you say we smell?
1: Yeah, dude.
0: I smell uh, great. I don't know, like in general or right now.
1: Oh no, like in general. Oh, okay. If you didn't smell Yeah, Guys shower fucking smell. Like yeah. if you
0: if you walk into a guy's bedroom, it has a distinct yes, male musk. fucking smell.
1: Absolutely. Yeah.
0: I don't know what that is, but I don't know why girls girls just don't emit that scent. Like, usually your guys' room smells super fucking nice.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like, even if I didn't clean for five days, it still would probably smell better than a guy's room. Oh, for sure. For sure. 100%. Mm. But I think you guys like bask in your, your gassy scents. Like, you guys don't care. Oh, I do care. Do you like? Do you I have like,
0: scented candles everywhere. everywhere? Yeah. Oh, Specifically maybe that's because why I, of
1: that. Well, yeah, you don't particularly smell, but I have smelled your farts before
0: have you yeah oh really yeah have i farted in front of you before
1: (laughs) yes you have
0: maybe huh that's tight dude it was so bad that she remembers it but i don't (laughs) she fucking grew a couple of gray hairs from it and shit
1: that's how close we are
0: yeah so how have you been
1: oh yeah i haven't seen you in a while huh i haven't seen
0: you in a fucking long time dude
1: how long has it been the last time i saw you we got food and i ate spam for the first time in ages with you is what happened um i'm like i said earlier good and okay. <laughs> I don't,
0: see, I don't know what that means. Would you be good and okay? I feel like every time I talk to you, you have like some kind of like emotional turmoil. I think that's a life of an, an artist. Actor, as of an yeah. artist, there's always something going on. What the fuck is going on with you?
1: It's because I'm constantly in tune with my emotions. So if I'm real with myself, then I know and I'm reflective of what's really going on as opposed to just being like, oh yeah, everything's like gravy.
0: Okay, what you know the what I mean? fuck does that mean, you psychopath? So- <laughs> <laughs> I heard a lot of stuff. Yeah. So what's going <sighs> what on in your I head? Walk what's going into? on? What's,
1: what's going on? Well, I really didn't know what I was walking into, so I was not prepared for this. You told me that there was going to be a topic.
0: No, 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 I didn't. There's never topics here. What? This is true. We just talk. We just chop it up. I just want to see what's going on in your life. But you came in today saying that you were good, and then you went from, I'm great. I'm okay. Life I didn't is- say
1: great. I said good.
0: I'm good. No, I'm okay. So what's going on?
1: Oh, no. I mean, just today, I was a little down on myself. About what? Um, I think I feel a little like things aren't moving at the pace that I would like them to move. But that happens every other day. In terms that of feeling. what? Like career? Life. Career, life, love, um, finances, mm. adult life. Team. So you just
0: everybody in L.A. Yes, <laughs> everybody, every in LA. artist
1: in L.A. for sure. No, but otherwise I'm good because I think 2019 in general has been a much more uh, healthier year for me. How Whereas so? last year I I was kind of stuck in a lot of uh, I was go- I was struggling with a lot of depression and anxiety, and I think this year it's been healthier in the sense that I've been practicing more. Uh, disciplined habits, like what? Uh, well, I read this book called uh, Miracle Morning, mm-hmm. and it challenges you to wake up two hours earlier than you normally wake up. So, in the book, the, the author talks about how he wakes up uh, every day at 5 a.m.,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and then he does he has like a hour like habitual practice he does before he even gets ready to go out for the day. So, he spends his first hour in like uh, writing and meditation and Exercise and a bunch of other stuff. And so I did that for 30 days. And I, I did 6 a.m. for 30 days. And that actually really, really helped. And it was even during a super busy month for me. But I stuck to it with some like give and take. Because do you still do that now? I don't wake up at 6 a.m. anymore, but I still... The first hour of my day, I still practice um, like reading, uh, meditating, writing, and journaling, and all that before I you're go pretty, out like,
0: today. Honestly, you're pretty disciplined for somebody who's like in, in like terms of arts because I I can't fucking do that. Like I've I've told myself that I was going to learn how to speak Japanese. It's been thirty years. Like I haven't done it. Like I.
1: <laughs> well, I, 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 I get so I distracted. I have ADD when it comes to learning new things. Like I get really really excited about learning new things, and then. I'll work on it hardcore for like two weeks, and then my my brain jumps to like the next thing. Like I told myself I was going to learn ASL, and I what worked is ASL? on uh, sign language, American sign language. Why? Uh, I just
0: that's so random.
1: I, well, <laughs> I I wanted to learn. I and I felt like I've always wanted to learn another language. But I felt like ASL might be easier for me because it would kind of be like choreography. So like oh, dancing, I thought... Because that's so
0: random because I, I was like, oh, do you know somebody well, who's...
1: There was there are a couple people at my church that are um, that are deaf and I just wanted to be able to communicate with them without uh. having to use an interpreter, which obviously I'm still going to use the interpreter because I'm not fluent, but I wanted to at least show them that like someone is making an effort to, like, make them feel included in the community, mm. I guess. Mm. Um, but then I also just thought it'd be really cool to just know another language. And then I got distracted. And then I got into, like, uh, fighting techniques. So I hit up a friend of mine. Yo- you know Yoshi, right? Yeah. Yoshi star, so, um, I bring him
0: in. I, I, we train with him. But we do Muay Thai together.
1: Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. So him and Brandon uh, Suhu, they both helped me out because I wanted to get better with bow staff fighting. And so they were training me for a couple of weeks. That was for a job, but then I got actually into it. So now I'm, I'm actually going to try to meet up with Yoshi on Thursday and I'm going to try to continue fight training, but hopefully I can stick to it as opposed to burn out like after a month and then move on to the well, next Well, I mean, thing. I feel
0: like, uh, I mean, you seem to be somebody that's just like, are you somebody who just like continually gets into like random hobbies all the time?
1: Yeah. I think because I like learning new things, mm. but then I just suck at sticking to it. <laughs>
0: I think that's a lot of people, though. But I think I, I like that, though. I like getting into random things. And even if I drop it, it doesn't really matter because it's just more about the experience at the end of yeah. the day. I mean, just because, like, life is short, dude. I mean, you never, you're never, you not going to know what you dislike unless you try it first. True. Yeah.
1: Right? So I just have, like, basic knowledge and a lot of random things as opposed to being, like, really bomb at one thing.
0: I mean, for you, I mean, the last time I talked to you, well, we, were, uh, we ate at Cost and Pie. Mm-hmm. Right? That's where I had the spam. That's where you had the spam. Yeah. That's right. I hadn't
1: had spam in like six years. And then that happened. And then I was like, dang it. I do, what do you got to like get spam. spam? Just health.
0: What, bitch? The fuck? <laughs> <laughs> She's saying some blasphemous shit right now, bro. I'm trying, I'm trying to be I'm healthy. Trying to
1: get <laughs> That
0: place was... Bu- Did you like it?
1: Yeah, dude.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude. I missed it.
1: I trust David So when it comes to food.
0: I hope so. That's my shit. I love that place, man. So. Yo, because like... I mean, the last time I talked to you, you were kind of going through a lot of emotional shit. Like in yeah. terms of like where you expected yourself to be and where you wanted to be in life and like how how i mean how do you how have you been managing that
1: uh gosh when okay that was last year i think I, when i met up with you i was going to some shit yeah huh? i was definitely in the thick of my depression um and like i, I think i kind of really started to hit the the thick of it the rock bottom of it towards the end of 2018 um, and I don't know what I, I went on a hike with a friend and she's the one that gave me this book, the Miracle Morning book. And I think that just kind of snapped me out of it because I, I I just needed something to focus on, I guess, in terms of what is in my control, because acting stuff that's like once you do the work and go in and audition, everything else after that is so yeah. out of your hands. Right. So like uh, that would get really frustrating that like I constantly felt like I couldn't do more after a certain point, you know what I mean? Because like you do what you do and then you just have to move on to the next thing.
0: Yeah, because that's like the, the hard part. I think like when you talk about stuff where you say, I wish when you get down on yourself and you kind of wish that you were somewhere that you expected yourself to be at a certain timeline and those things just never work out. Like you just, you just can't because you could always tell yourself that you want something to happen right then and right now, but sometimes fate just says, fuck you. And you just got to deal with it.
1: Absolutely. That's just,
0: that's just (laughs) fucking life. I
1: thought I was going to, at 18, I thought I was going to be like some kind of like music star i don't know why music because i just auditioned for something and i felt flat on my face like i that was the most nervous i've ever been because I, I had my sheet music in front of me and you could literally see my hand shaking you know that that oh, embarrassing really? feeling of like yeah. and if you're watching someone and you see them that nervous and you see them shaking it's yeah. like oh your heart breaks for them yeah like i didn't have my my song memorized though so i was looking down at the yes. sheet music so i'm looking at the paper shaking i'm like oh no i'm that girl right now and it was just making it worse wait what was this for uh Well, I guess I could talk about it now because it's been announced, but I auditioned for ABC's doing a live musical of uh, uh, The Little Mermaid. Oh, in addition to it's separate from the live action movie that Uh, Disney's making.
2: Oh, I think
1: it's because it's supposed to be celebrating the anniversary. I think it's like maybe 30. No, that's too long. I forget how many. Yeah, whatever year anniversary of The Little Mermaid. who,
0: Who are you auditioning for?
1: one of Ariel's sisters. Oh. And we had to sing um, the Daughters of Triton song. Don't know if you remember that. No, I don't (laughs) remember shit about fucking... It was really embarrassing. And I knew someone that was on the casting side. And as soon as I saw her, when I walked in, I was like, shit, I hate auditioning in front of people I know because then you really can't do it and then leave and not think about like, oh, what did that person or think Or the of me? person
0: that was uh, on the, like, who the was casting. Who part
1: of casting, yeah. Oh,
0: and so that shit. just like
1: made me more nervous because if it's people you don't know, then it's like, whatever, because I'm never going to see them again. But then this You're person, I'm like, person. Oh, So how did no. you fall
0: flat on your face?
1: I was so nervous. I was shaking and I couldn't breathe. And I was just like, I haven't, It's okay, like I, musical okay,
0: I, I literally, I, I, yeah, I literally yeah, she, thought she fell on her face. No, oh no, no I, I did good. Cause I wasn't dancing. I was just and standing there. I was there. picturing <laughs> the most funniest thing. This bitch said, oh, <laughs> oh shit.
1: Boom. And
0: I was like, Oh God, no. I don't think you're going to get it, dude.
1: <laughs> oh, I was just like, uh, like I'm, I'm great at singing in my shower.
0: Everybody's, Everybody's Yeah, yeah. I
1: know. But then like, and like we were mic'd up and I was like, oh no, now I also have to listen to myself.
0: Did you have to sing it? It was just you though, right?
1: Yeah. Well, me and then like everyone in the, there's an accompanist. There's the girl oh, that so I it knew. it was like
0: the whole shebang shebang.
1: Yeah. And yeah. it was just, it was rough. And I'm were like, you
0: off key? Were you flat? What was going on?
1: All of the above. <laughs> I was probably all of those things. I think I hit one note well out what, of what, like what the happened? 500. You just, you just had... I was just nervous. I don't know. I just haven't been that nervous. It was it was a humbling experience because I have not been that nervous in so long. Where I was shaking nervous, like because yeah, you've been ner- auditioning
0: for quite yeah. a minute, so, so I kind of find that shocking.
1: I mean, acting auditions is so different. I think there's something so vulnerable about you know, like singing. There's I don't know. There's something so much more vulnerable about singing.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I just think just because you're you're so like you're Used such a to. veteran in the game, I thought you would just. Oh,
1: well, I don't know about veteran, but well, how
0: long you been acting for?
1: five years but like auditioning for almost three
0: yeah that's pretty fucking good man you just i I feel like with auditioning you eventually just get scabbed the fuck over man yeah you just stop caring at a certain point you just walk in it's like if you like it you like it if you don't what fucking ever dude yeah
1: i mean yeah with acting auditions for sure I'm just telling you, singing. uh oh, that was that was so scary. That was so, okay, I don't well, know how you, you guys do it. Okay, you get to
0: redo your audition right now. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to lose you, followers? You
0: are you are Poseidon, and I am Sebastian. The okay. which,
1: Poseidon.
0: Yo, you know fucking Sebastian is a crab and not a lobster.
1: Did I know this? I Wait, think I knew a crab this. And not a lobster? No.
0: Yeah, I know he's a crab. He's a crab.
1: Yeah, I know that. Did you know that in in this? No, no, in no. This, are, you, are you
2: revealing who this?
1: Well, they already announced. I it. I know. Oh, does he not know? Oh, he, he doesn't, doesn't know. know. Uh, so in the in this ABC live musical, uh, Ursula is Queen Latifah, and <laughs> Sebastian is Shaggy. <laughs> what? <laughs> Get the fuck out of here, yeah, dude.
2: dude! He's alive. Get the
1: fuck out of here! I don't know how they got him for that because he like shaggy. fell off the face of the earth for like thirty years and then. Whoever was like, yeah, Shaggy would make a <laughs> yeah. great Sebastian. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Yeah. That's crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. So and, there you have and it. You would have been a part of that cast. Dang, this Possibly. is going to be a multicultural fucking uh, Little Mermaid. It you know? is. It
1: is. The the girl who got cast for Little Mermaid is the Moana chick.
0: How do you say her name? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Either. You don't know how to say her name. <laughs> Why like, are you asking me? I don't know. <laughs> they, because uh, there was that whole controversy with the whole, the, 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 the what's it? What's her name? I actually don't know Haley, Uh Where's she from? She's she's pretty well known, right? Because people know who she YouTube. is. YouTube.
1: Her and her sister.
0: They started off YouTube.
1: Yeah, they they uh, they had a cover on YouTube that I believe somehow made it to the hands of Beyonce, and then like Beyonce shouted them out. I don't know. They just like blew up and went viral and. Now, then they had like a really successful YouTube musician career. Mm. And then like they even sang at uh, the Grammys last year, Mm. I think. What? Yeah. They got invited to sing at the Grammys last year. Killed it, huh? Yeah. And now this girl is... Well, one of the sisters, which I always wonder, like, when it's like a duo like that, like, does your sister feel jaded oh, a little bit? Oh, for sure, dude. You know like, what I mean? Like, let
0: me tell you something, man. If I, if I had a brother and then we were the singing duo and then he went off to be fucking, I don't know, Shang-Chi the musical.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I'll tell you this right now, bro. I'd be like, wow, this motherfucker.
1: So you je- are you trying to say you're jealous of Simu? Huh? Are you trying to say you're jealous oh, of I'm, Simu? I don't
0: think anybody's jealous of Simu. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He's a nice guy. Fuck him. No, I'm <laughs> we were we were, we were on JK News together.
1: I would have loved to seen a Shang-Chi with you.
0: Dog, I would have made the best, funniest Shang-Chi ever, dude. Ever. My fucking superhero powers is I would be able to stir-fry anything. <laughs> <laughs> like, I would fucking kill that anything. role, dude.
1: Stupid.
0: I'm pretty sure there was a lot of Uh, like Asian actors going for that shit. Yeah, that that Shang Chi shit. Yeah,
1: I knew a lot. I actually
0: personally, when people when they were asking me, they were like, "Yo, aren't you hyped about Shang Chi?" I'm like, "Who the fuck is that, dude? I don't know who the fuck Shang Chi is. I I was mispronouncing it the whole time. I was calling it Shang (laughs) Chai, because I was trying to make it sound as Shut
1: up. Well, did you know who the fuck Shang Chi was? Shang Chai sounds more Asian than Shang Chi.
0: It does. Mm, Really? Like Shanghai? It's got a chance.
1: Oh, yeah, I guess so. You're right. Like,
0: did you know what? okay did any fucking person out there in in this fucking podcast world know who shang chi was i definitely before? didn't exactly didn't. nobody knows who the fuck shang chi is right so like when people are like are you hyped about it no i'm not hyped about it i don't fucking know who shang chi is if i grew up with shang chi mm-hmm. i'd be fucking hyped as hell this podcast was brought to you by raycon my friends it's 2019 and everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds if you don't have wireless earbuds what are you doing because those wires are freaking annoying but before you dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon, 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 Raycon. My friends, let me tell you something. The moment I started doing these walks every morning... And I realized that I didn't need wires dangling from my soft, beautiful, supple neck. I was like, I need to get me some wireless earbuds. And I got these Raycon earbuds. Raycon is actually pretty dang dope, man. Raycon earbuds start at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market. And they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J and celebrities like Snoop Doggy Dog, Cardi B, And a whole bunch of other people, man. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet with no dangling wires or stems. And, of course, they don't just look great. They sound great, too. I got the Raycon E50, son. And that's what I take on my daily walks. And people always walk up to me and they're like, yo, what are those in your ear, man? I'm like, they're Raycon E50, son. You best know about it and you best cop one, too, because I'm telling you, you're missing out on the wave, son. Well, guess what? Go to buyraycon.com slash brain to get 15% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash brain for 15% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash
1: brain. Wait, are you still auditioning?
0: Uh, every now and then, if I want to. Did
1: you audition for Shang Chi? <laughs> if they, they
0: ask you to come out for Shang Chi, I would crack the fuck up.
1: Dude. I would have loved to have seen that. Though I would have loved to
0: audition for that shit because I would have done it with a thick ass Chinese dude. Accent. But
1: you're also well. You're fight training, yeah, so I like, agree. why Remember. not?
0: Well, I'm not camera fight training though. I'm fight fight training though. That's different.
1: Oh, you're trying to like beat some people up in real life? No, mind.
0: no, no. I just do Muay Thai, but Muay Thai stuff isn't made for camera, so it's like True. it's completely different. Right, so right, right. when when Yoshi comes in and trains with us, he has to get rid of all of his camera shit and be more practical. Right. With fighting so it's a little different yeah because when that stuff came out I, I like people are asking me to be hyped about it i can't be because i don't know who it is like, was there
1: ever a superhero you ever wanted to play
0: oh of course man i want who i want to yeah. be yeah fucking the blob <laughs> <laughs> he's a villain i would love that shit no i don't really care for that kind of shit
1: you don't you don't care for superhero stuff
0: i like i know i like comic books and stuff but i don't have an urge to want to play one you know what mm. I mean? Like, I don't have a connection to it like that. But I love superheroes. Should I grew up with like Marvel, like the whole DC yeah, universe yeah, yeah. and everything like that. But um, like I talked about this before, where i never had this idea where, you know, when people ask me, do you wish that there would be more Asian superheroes? Well, for me as a kid, when I saw superheroes, I never thought that my ethnicity was a barrier for me to try to em- emulate a fake character. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I never looked at Superman and said, oh, because, you know, oh, I'm, a child, I'm a Korean a man. I, I can't be Superman. I'm just like, no, I'll be Superman. Like, what the fuck does that matter? Also, too, uh, I grew up in a very diverse area. So True. there wasn't a lot of white people in my school. So nobody was going to say otherwise. So yeah. I, I, I didn't really grow up with a lot of that, that type of prejudice that other people did. Because Sacramento is just extremely culturally diverse. So I don't, I don't know what that feels like, right? Because I feel like for you, did you grow up around a lot of white people?
1: Yes, but I also my high school is pretty diverse. Like I was one of four Asian people in my high school, yeah. but that being said, I think I had a bit of a weird utopian environment of high school where I never got called out for being Asian. Like nobody mm. made me feel like the token Asian ever. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it yeah, wasn't yeah. it Good wasn't people. this thing to make of it. I just was Like, my identities were, oh, she's the smart one who's also the dancer and is in choir. Like, those were my identities, not like, oh, look at this Asian chick.
0: That's why it's hard for me to relate to that type of stuff, right? So it's like, I I know that uh, a lot of people who kind of grew up in that, like, I can't really speak for them. I know, like, this is one kid when I was in UCR. What's uh, UCR? uh, University of California, Riverside. Riverside. Right, shout out to that school. I said
1: it like I like. Yeah, I know California, yeah.
0: UCR, baby. Fuck you, that school sucks. Um, but uh, they, uh, yeah, this kid was telling me about how when he grew up, like I'm talking about. In San Diego. Like he grew up in San Diego and he went to like an all white school and like kids used to bully him, make all these Asian jokes at him, like threw him in a bush and shit like that. And I did not grow up with that. So I don't Mm -hmm. even know what the fuck that shit's like, man. I can't imagine like a white guy coming up to me and going, hoi,
1: ching, chong, ching, chong.
0: And I'd be like, all right. Like, you know what I mean? There's, it would just be so odd. I wouldn't even be offended. It would just be like, oh, what's this guy doing? Yeah.
1: I actually don't think I like really got any Ching Chong remarks until I got to college in yeah. New York City of all places. Like that's where I really felt like I was, oh, this I'm This one told me you graduated
0: creative. from NYU, dude.
1: Yeah. That's fucking crazy. You I didn't, didn't know, know that.
0: that. I didn't know that. She, you never told me that.
1: You don't know anything about me. Okay.
0: Where did I graduate from, bitch? How about that? UC Davis. Damn, Damn! Look at that. She don't know nothing, bro. She it's just called two minutes ago. Like I know UCR. I literally, I literally just said UCR. She goes UC oh. Davis.
1: <laughs> you sure you went to NYU? <laughs> Lying ass motherfucker. No, wait, You're I didn't stupid. know you. I didn't know you graduated from UCR. Though I thought maybe you started. I didn't, started at I didn't UCR. graduate at all, dude. Oh. In your fucking face. Trick <laughs> question. <laughs> Trick question. Fine. Yeah, but you went
0: to NYU. That's amazing. I
1: did. I did. It was the best time of my life.
0: What did you go to uh, NYU for?
1: Oh, you this this will trip you up. I went to school for music business. Oh, what well, is that? What? Might you ask? Well, my two S. Well,
0: you trying to be an A and R and shit?
1: I yeah, I thought that's what I wanted to do. Actually, <laughs> no, truly, that's what oh, I thought oh, I wanted that pretty to do. Fast, huh? Yeah, <laughs> but then like yeah,
2: baby, UCR.
1: <laughs> by like my senior year, I started thinking more about music supervision. Yeah, uh, but then that's such a weird world to get into, especially back then. So i i didn't get any job i mean i got a job at ascap but it Mm -hmm. sucked really badly like i cried i mean you i think you
0: obviously clearly wanted to get involved with some type of entertainment yeah entertainment what no matter what it was if it was behind the scenes or in front of the camera i mean you're still doing that
1: yeah i mean i think that was always the dream and then um everything that i've done up until this point was like uh like a weird parallel to like possibly get into the real thing yeah. except i was just always too scared to just go into the real thing so i was finding every kind of tangent yeah. surrounding it like even music business my parents always joke about how the only reason they let me go to nyu for music business was because they only heard business didn't hear the music <laughs> part so that's why they were like yeah go to nyu we'll help you out and support you and then they're like oh music business wait can you not change your major like <laughs> what is that about Because I didn't even get a business degree. I got a bachelor's of music. And what's that going to (laughs) do? Has it done anything? No.
0: Are your parents okay with you being like in the arts, an actor?
1: It's been an ongoing battle. They have come around. I would say I've had.
0: I mean, what are they going to do? well <laughs> you know what i mean are they gonna fucking kill you like they won't
1: kill me but they definitely have like asked me to move back home because they don't want to
0: to what, Lu- Lu- what louis-, st. Louis? St. louis yeah fucking louisiana what like st louis is okay you see st louis, wait, st. louis. Where are wait where are you from me no her she's
1: from not st. St. Louis. st louis for real have we do you people
0: <laughs> know me where am i from
1: you're from Sacramento.
0: What part of Sacramento? Hey, <laughs> <Okay>, that's
1: unfair. <laughs> UC Davis. This bitch got She's
0: me. Like, you got it. <laughs> she got me, bro. What am I supposed to do? What's, what's my car back here? No,
1: I've had I've had multiple, multiple talks with them. And five years ago, my my mom and I got into a huge fight. And I remember I didn't talk to her for like two weeks because mm. she was so not on board. And I I remember she said something really hurtful. I don't think she heard it as hurtful, but she yeah. basically said something along the lines of like this is how I remember it. Something along the lines of like, I don't think you're beautiful enough to make it in the industry. And that like I remember I got so sad and I like obviously like that's like the hardest thing to hear. And I remember saying something like, What are you talking about? I'm not beautiful enough to be make it in this industry. I'm like your DNA. So you're basically saying you're not beautiful. And <laughs> I this oh, is man. like the worst comeback ever. <laughs>
0: that's a pretty but bad comeback. <laughs> but
1: pretty bad. But um It's
0: well it's also because of her age and yeah. number one, she's Korean. Yeah. And she the her perception of what an actor celebrity is is based on the the people that she grew up watching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. And they based it all on looks. And there's no talent involved. Well, they're talented people, you know what yeah. I mean? But that was such a huge roadblock. And so for her in her mind, she's just like, Well, you're not like this lady that I grew yeah. up with. It's like, okay.
1: Well, no. And so we like, you know, I didn't talk to her for a couple of weeks, but then yeah, finally kind of as we uh I brought the conversation up again and then she kind of explained like way later that sh- it was she was just speaking out of fear cuz she just was so scared for me to yeah. feel rejected and hurt and blah 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 and all these things which you know fair enough and so um we came to this agreement she was like how much time do you think you need to like make it as an actor There's mm. no time. There is none. But I said 5 years.
2: <laughs> oh my <laughs> and so god. So she's like I'll give
1: you 5 years uh. and then like if you know, if you're not able to like fully support yourself as an actor in five years, then you need to move home. Wow. But then we had another talk this uh, past year, and yeah. she's, I think, I think because of like booking uh, runaways has helped a lot because then she, got really supportive and then she was like, what is Hulu? How do I show this to everyone at church? And like, Mm. you know, now she's like, oh, you can make money off of this. So then she's become much more supportive since then and so she's like a little bit more off my back and like, uh, yeah, much more supportive now and I just had to, I just needed that one job to like prove to her like, now it's not impossible. I can do this. I mean, when
0: your mom uh, said that to you, like, how did you process it? Especially during that moment, like, what? how did you deal with that? Is that such a, pretty harsh
1: yeah i mean i don't think i fully believed in myself yet so it just made it that much harder because Mm. it's like i don't even fully believe in myself and like i see all these friends of mine who have like who have these kind of traditional american families where like the parents are like we support your dreams like we're gonna go to all your shows and like look this is our baby like look how talented our kid is and so and kind then of they being, become a serial killer. So yeah, it's all good. you know, so it evens out in the end. Start
0: shooting up fucking Walmart's and shit. Oh, too soon. No, not too soon. Never too soon. <laughs> Never too soon. <laughs> Those motherfuckers look crazy, dude.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, my my parents. Um, I think feeling like they didn't believe in me just—I mean—that's the hardest thing as a kid to be like your own parents don't believe that you have what it takes. So, I think for a while it got me down, and then after a while thinking about it it was like that's what kind of made me want to work harder yeah to prove to them and prove to myself um and then i just after a while i was also like well it it forced me to learn how to believe in myself because it's like all right no one no one's going to do it for you 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 do have to be the first person to believe in yourself so like i'm never going to have a career in this industry if if i don't believe in me so it it pushed me but in a painful way i guess
0: it's hard, right? Because I, I think like specifically for acting, like you really just have to fucking love this shit. Mm-hmm. You really do because mm-hmm. it's such a hard fucking choice, right? Because, uh, you know, when you go for a job and like a regular job, I'm talking about like a nine to five, which is, you know, fucking dope, whatever. But at the same time, like when you have that <coughs> job in that career, for whatever time spent that you're there, you're contracted for a year or whatever, you, you have a somewhat idea of how long you'll be there. Right. Before you either get fired, you decide to move to another job. Right. With acting, the weird thing is it's just it's constant. It's never fucking ending. And you have to be okay with doing this career, knowing that you just might never make it. But you're very happy doing what you're doing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think that's the thing I've I think that's one of the things that changed this year was I actually started becoming excited again, even when it was just an audition, because if it's a character I really enjoyed, I would go to sleep super excited for the next day just to get to play that character even if it was for only like five or ten minutes yeah. you know and so there is a definite new kind of excitement that's kind of awakened this year but I, yeah i don't know i was reading something earlier today actually uh, another asian actor was talking about all the mike mo controversy around him playing bruce lee in once upon a time i don't mike, know if,
0: mike mo who's that
1: he he's a asian actor who's playing bruce lee in once upon a time and i think a lot of people were upset with like the bruce lee portrayal in that movie with quentin tarantino Mm. and uh this other asian actor was talking about how uh i think a lot of people especially who aren't actors think that we have so much power especially as um like minority actors in the kinds of roles we get offered and if we do get offered a role which is like once in a blue moon like we don't have the kind of clout that say a matt damon or you know a brad pitt can have in terms of like adjusting what's uh being portrayed or like the story that's being told like we're kind of still in a place of like we're kind of forced to just grab what we can just to even like make a name for ourselves, so that we can eventually have the clout to do that. But we're not there yet, and so like he was talking about how like there might be a year where you know we'll go on maybe two hundred auditions. He said two hundred. I was like, if I had two hundred auditions oh, a year, that I'd be happy, great, bro.
0: Yeah, but <laughs> That's he amazing. was like, say 200 you have two
1: hundred auditions in a year, you can expect a hundred percent failure. At like, 100% yeah. rejection. So the fact that, like, we are going out on all these auditions and, like, might get maybe one or two callbacks in an entire year if we do. And then if we did get a role, it's like, yeah, we're not going to complain about, like, oh, well, you know, you're portraying this actor in X, Y, Z kind of way. Like, we're hungry. We we need jobs. Like, we, this is, we're in this profession and we need to pay for food on our table. Yeah. And, yeah, of course it'd be nice if we could – like come in and like be like I'm so sorry like this role is not for me because I don't agree with it but like if we say no to everything like we're gonna have nothing.
0: So people were upset at at Mike. What's his what's his name? Mike Mo. Mike Mo for being an actor. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, essentially, <laughs> like, I, like as I'm, if it was his it's, choice. It's it's hard for me to wrap my head around that because it's just. I think because Bru- I don't Bruce Lee is like one of those things that people revere so high. I feel like anytime somebody touches Bruce Lee, people get mad fucking sensitive about yeah,
1: it. Yeah, no matter what. And
0: you know, like it's just one of those weird things. Because for me, it's like, are you mad at an actor for acting out a role? Yeah, like it's it's he wasn't. I'm it's, it's a it was like a parody version of Bruce Lee, yeah. right? It wasn't actually Bruce, Bruce Lee. Lee. It no. wasn't a documentary. It's a fucking film. But maybe that's just how I see it, right? And it really depends too because I know that Bruce Lee's family, specifically his daughter, is very, yeah, very Shannon. sensitive mm-hmm. about the, the image of her father, mm-hmm. right? Because,
1: Understandably so.
0: Yeah. yeah. You know, but even then too, like shout out to Sharon. Shannon. Shannon. I'm so sorry. <laughs> shout out to Shannon Lee. I know that your father somebody that's very important to you, but there will be a time when you pass away too and then you know you're going to expect people to protect his legacy or whatever his legacy is set in stone people know who bruce lee yeah. is bruce lee is they know who he is and even if she didn't try to defend him the rest of the world would have they they like bruce lee is a fucking legend <laughs> you know what i mean right. mm-hmm. there's there's hardly a single person i know in this world that talks ill about bruce lee Unless people are trying to discredit him as a martial artist. But even then, when people try mm-hmm. to, it gets fucked over. Let me just tell you this real quick. There was a fucking video of Michael Jai White. Somebody asking Michael Jai White. I forgot who it was. It might have been fucking Sway or some shit. but Or no, it was Vlad or... I forgot who it was the interview. But either way, asking Michael Jai White. Mind, mind you, Michael Jai White's huge. He's like six foot, what, four or some shit? He's a Sorry. giant. Just mass muscles. Like a 10,000 degree black belt or something. <laughs> and asked him... Would you be able to beat up Bruce Lee in a fight? He says, of course, right? And then fucking the internet went crazy. They're like, how dare you fucking say you would beat up Bruce Lee in a Mm -hmm. fight? And then Michael Jai White was like, man, I fucked up saying that. Not because he doesn't believe that he could beat him up. It's just because the legacy around Bruce Lee is so big that if you say anything that slights his name in the smallest microscopic way, his fan base comes and destroys you, right? right? Because if you really think about it like this, Michael Jai White is six foot something bigger Arguably more athletic and maybe faster and stronger than Bruce Lee. Who who really knows, right? And I might even get fucking just burned for that type of shit. But I'm just talking about from seeing mixed martial arts growing, my, growing up my whole life, you know, trying to do Muay Thai at the age of 20 and seeing size does fucking matter. Yeah. Certain, and that's all Michael Jai White was saying. Like he believes in himself as a martial artist and he believes that size does matter and he would be a hundred and something pounds above Bruce Lee. And that's really what he was saying, mm. right? So I think, like when it comes to that Bruce Lee topic, people get hypersensitive about it. But for me, it's a film, yeah, it's an actor, and it was a parody version of
1: it, yeah, movie. it's like if someone were try to come for b t s like those fans are rabid. Mm.
0: I'll oh, yeah. probably
1: get attacked for just calling Same them up. rabid. I don't give a fuck Fuck
0: you guys dude <laughs> You fucking weirdos <laughs>
1: Korean menisens, Cause I love Korean man. music
0: I'm Korean I can say where the fuck I want dude Like I love Korean music man But the way people Talk is like You don't ever talk about BTS That way I fucking They don't give a fuck About you dude You could be dying tomorrow They would spit in your face And do a music video Over your dead body <laughs> oh Alright They don't care about you Like that You care about them More than they care about you How about uh... that Shout out to BTS. man. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love you guys, man. Sponsored by
1: BTS. Well, I don't BTS. know any of
0: their music, but their music's fucking catchy.
1: <laughs> I don't know any of their music. But
0: if you hear it, it's catchy as fuck though. Like I'm not I'm not knocking on that shit. Like for me it sounds generic, but like all pop music sounds generic to me. However, it sounds very fun. It's like fun music
1: i guess so i mean i miss the k-pop music of like early 2000s oh
0: we i mean we everybody they're gonna say that when they're fucking like 40 years Mm. old and shit and everybody's it just goes down the line no
1: man There's like the k-pop music now has nothing on k-pop like well that's how i feel
0: too give us a k-pop song right now and huh you sing one right now i don't
1: know i don't know any k-pop music right
2: now i'm gonna sing candy by (laughs) h.o.t
1: From <laughs> early 2000s. Uh,
0: <laughs> no, okay, fine. Forget it. I don't know. Dan. Candy not, is early 2000s. I thought that was in the 90s. Late
1: 90s. Maybe Candy was late 90s. Candy is 90s. Late 90s. But that, oh. like, that music was iconic. The stuff now is like, I mean, it's forgettable. It's, cool. Unless you're Kung style.
0: Yeah. I mean, shout out to Sai, my twin brother. Thank <laughs> you so much. <laughs>
1: For putting you on the map.
0: <laughs> For putting me on the fucking <laughs> map, bro. There was this dude. Remember, remember fucking Larry? Oh, the front desk. At the front desk Big mm. ass Big front headed S Larry, Larry? Yeah, yeah front desk Larry This motherfucker <laughs> dude, Mind you he wasn't Trying to be offensive Or anything I might have told The story before But this dude comes up And I'm, I'm we're living At this place called The Talmage in K-Town And I walk up And he goes like Yo Dave This is how he talks By the way Yo what's up Dave Yo congratulations On the billboard I'm like Larry, I'm not on a billboard. He goes, "No, you owned a billboard outside on Wilshire." I'm like, "Larry, I'm not on a billboard." He goes, "No, nah, check it. Your face is on a billboard." And I and I go outside. It's fucking side with the soju bottle, and I'm like, "This motherfucker, dude. He thought I, he thought Sy was me, which arguably, I don't blame him for it. Yeah. Cuz back then, I really did look like him." Yeah. Like we looked like fucking twins. Yeah. back then. I don't look like him anymore, man. I'm fucking
1: Did you change? Did you get a f- facelift?
0: Oh, very much so. <laughs> Very much so. I'm less gooky now. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it's funny though. I like, I like saying that word because I can say it. It's like the Asian person uh, N-word. <laughs> you can't say shit. I'll say it as much as I want.
1: I liked you in the movie, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, Thank you very much. It was eons Shout out ago. to
1: three, three years ago? Four years ago? How oh, long ago was that know.
0: now? What was that? Two years ago. Oh. It's like two years ago, man. It feels like ages ago, though.
1: It does feel like ages ago.
0: I mean, how do you feel like if you got offered a role that maybe that didn't vibe with you morally? Would you t- still take it?
1: That didn't vibe with me morally. I mean, I I get roles like that all the time still, and I still go and audition for it.
0: Like what? Give me an example.
1: Um. <laughs> uh, maybe not so much that it, I don't. It doesn't vibe with me morally. It just doesn't feel like it's my story to tell mm. per se. Like, like what
0: you're supposed to play? What like a like a slave or some shit?
1: No, like eight, I get like a I get lesbian roles all the time, mm. and i I mean I could obviously play a lesbian like there's no like uh there's no character factor that, that yeah. like isn't you know or like there's no character factor. Whereas like the, specifically, the, yeah, is. that yeah. specifically makes you a lesbian as opposed to like, if you go in for some kind of ethnic role where it's like, you specifically need to be Asian. But yeah, I get, I get Asian lesbian roles all the time. Um, That's it's the hilarious. Ones, dude, all that actually, <laughs> Your it's age I, is an asshole. No, 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 but <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually, no, it's not my agent's fault. It's, yeah. Every like because shows are pushing diversity so much now that it's not about the story; it's about just checking 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 the boxes off. So it's like, oh, let's get like either an Asian or a Latinx uh, lesbian, and then Mm. we can kill two birds with one stone and be like, hey, look. But like, if you look at the writing, there's no there there's nothing to do with the actual story of being either a colored person or uh, LGBTQ.
0: What well, was the story but, based around that, or is that person just happened to be a lesbian person mm, in the script?
1: Majority of the time, they just happen to be a person in the script. Which, like, you. Know,
0: well, that makes more sense for me. To be, like,
1: that. I'll go in for that. But there have been a couple where it's like, there's um, like one of the characters. She like it. It is built in her identity. And like, there was this like one episode where she has to come out to her parents because she uh, is struggling with um an ex-girlfriend who's getting married to another girl and like it, it just built up there's just like a lot of emotional build-up of like her finally coming out to her parents and i'm just like oh, i don't feel like I can truthfully tell that story like it's not my story to tell like I would feel but I mean I know it's my job as an actor but I just yeah because here's here's my take
0: on that and I think that's very odd because you are an actress Mm -hmm. so it's your job and your due diligence to figure that out yeah right so for you to be in a position or just any actor they go it's I understand when it's like ethnically driven right Mm -hmm. like you're, you're not gonna put Scarlett Johansson as a fucking little Japanese woman named Machiko in Japan, <laughs> we're all supposed to be like, oh, yeah, she gets it, right? I think there's, but in terms of playing a role, that's the race doesn't really matter so much. Mm-hmm. I mean, because you're a woman and you could play a woman, mm-hmm. and it would be your due diligence to to go ahead and figure out what that experience is to be in yeah. that person's shoes, right? Because that's that's for any type of role as an actor, right? It's like if somebody had. If somebody approached me to be in a role and they were like, hey, dude, like you have to play somebody that was like fucking, I don't know, physically abused. as a, Well, actually, that happened. Well, you had to be somebody who wasn't physically abused as a kid. I would have to talk to a person that's hasn't been touched. Yeah. <laughs> like, like what what happened? You, you never got hit as a kid? Tell me what that's like.
1: Right? Yeah, I think it's um, more so because I do agree. As an actor, it's our job to personalize these stories anyway so we can tell the most honest and truthful truthful portrayal of these characters and their lives. But I think my thing was more so not to say that I shouldn't or couldn't. I just like, I just know that there are plenty of maybe LGBTQ actors that like uh, they would love the opportunity to get to tell that story because it is kind of therapeutic and cathartic in a way. Um, I don't know. I just, I guess maybe I don't, I wouldn't feel morally wrong. I just would love to Give. I would love to see an opportunity for someone who has lived that be able to kind of have that therapeutic. I think experience. that's kind of cool.
0: I think that's really admirable of you. But for me, it's like you're an actor. Yeah. So I mean, if, it is my it, job just, at just because the end of somebody the day. is of. Let's say, like for example, right. Uh, there's like an Asian role, okay, mm-hmm. and this role is specifically for somebody who is a Korean American person. Mm-hmm. But there's a Chinese American person who's Asian. That's a way better actor than the Korean American. He hasn't lived that Korean-American lifestyle, but he takes on that role better.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Fuck the Korean guy. I'm taking the Chinese dude. I'm talking about me. If I was a director and I wrote this film, you don't have to be Korean. If that Chinese dude is an Asian guy and he could portray a Korean person better than my Korean actor can, I'm taking the Korean dude out.
1: Mm.
0: Right? So I feel like for acting, it's just a little bit more open. It is based more on that skill set. Because let's say necessarily that they're – and I'm pretty – like this is just me just, just playing the other side, just playing devil's advocate. For it's sure. like, okay, well – yeah, it's true. There is somebody who maybe lived that and maybe they could they want to portray that. But what if that person sucks? What if they can't do it? Fair enough. Right? And then your acting was just that much better than them. Should that director be mindful of, oh, well, we want to keep it in the sense of authenticity even though that person is a worse actress than you?
1: I mean, I honestly don't know how to answer that because there are roles that I have wanted to go out for that were like on the flip side that were LGBTQ. And I was told by my agent that production wants um people who are actually lgbtq yes and i'm like well how do they know is it on their resume like there's Mm -hmm. no way of knowing so i've been on both sides like where i like there is more so than the role there's like a show or a world that i wanted to be a part of and the role just happened to be lgbtq and then i couldn't go out for it because they're like no we want someone who actually is who is gay or identifies as gay and i'm like all right because the hard part
0: about that is that if you take this whole thing into account, and if I, as, let's say for me as an actor, right, I go into this role, and then I see, I see that somebody took a role that I really wanted, and I felt like I had the personal life story for it, and if I sit there and I say to myself, well, what does that fucking person know about this, this, and this life? I actually live through well, what makes them yeah. better. Like, it's just, it's just too hard for me. Like, yeah. why even think that stuff? Dude, there was a role that I was going for that was literally an Asian dude that was a pastor, That fucking sings R&B music. And I didn't get it. And I was like, who the fuck else got this shit? Like, let me know who the fuck, who's this guy? Who the fuck is the Asian guy that can do this shit? He's supposed to be really goofy, very awkward, large, big guy. And I'm like, "Who who the fuck got this? You know, but if I sat around thinking about that. And it's probably just because whoever auditioned for it was better than me.
1: Yeah, Everybody for sure. knew,
0: He probably didn't have to live that authentic lifestyle or whatever, but he was better than me.
1: Yeah, I mean, like, one of the best examples, I mean, and I remind myself of this any time, like, I feel a little uneasy. Because, like, yeah, there's, like, plenty of roles where uh, I've gone out for Chinese-American. Obviously, I'm, I'm not Chinese. I don't really know tons about, like, Chinese family dynamic. Um, and I, I, I'm not going to lie, I have felt a little, like, weird about going in because i'm like ah, oh, i feel like this should be actually a chinese american actor um but like yeah i think perfect example would be someone like randall park who you know in fresh off the boat like it's not about a korean immigrated father it's about a yeah, chinese nobody's giving father. him shit and he, about yeah. that even and he's just uh, great at it
0: even simu he's playing a korean kid is he Oh yeah,
1: on Kim's convenience. Kim's convenience, yeah. right? And it's
0: not a big fucking yeah. deal. Like if yeah. he if he if he fits the role and he's doing a good job. And my thing right now is, dude, we ain't got room to complain. Like, yo, <laughs> if,
1: if you're we, Asian, you're Asian.
0: If you're Asian and you get in these roles and you're killing it, that's cool. We'll, we'll yeah. complain later, dude. We'll when that time comes. To be more specific. Yeah, we'll we'll be more specific. <laughs> right now, I fuck with all Asian films, no matter how trashy and terrible they are. <laughs> like I'm over here on Twitter, like damn, dude. So go buy those tickets. Yeah. And inside, I'm like that movie. I didn't like it. <laughs> yeah. well, but that's what I
1: like, you know, as an actor, I think that's going back to the whole like we, we kind of have to just take what we can get right now because there aren't enough things yeah. where we can afford to be very picky and very specific. Because yeah, I know what yet. my
0: dollars do. I know the yeah. influence of what my dollars do. Right. But if somebody were to ask me, did I like the film? I'll tell them I didn't mm-hmm. like it. Like, did you go buy it? Yeah. I fucking bought a goddamn ticket. I bought fucking uh, Crazy Rich Asians. Mm-hmm. I bought a ticket to that. Right it wasn't my cup of tea i don't like rom-coms like that so for me no matter what film it was it was a rom-com i already have a just a negative disposition towards it because i just it's not my shit yeah still bought the fucking ticket didn't go see it (laughs) in theater i didn't see it in theater
1: you saw it on a plane
0: yeah but still bought the ticket though (laughs) no
1: that's great That golden
0: open week shit i still did it you know what i'm saying went online popped one purchased it didn't go
1: I mean, hey, you still did your duty.
0: Exactly. So I understand what, what I'm supposed to do and what, what helps out, right? But I'm yeah. also allowed as an individual to have an opinion about it. Because at the end of the day, if we want to be on a level playing field, then you should be, you should be want to be judged on a level playing field too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a film is still a film. TV shows are still a TV show. People are allowed to like it or dislike it no matter what, mm-hmm. right? Like if we put out our own art out there and somebody of our own community is like, that's not great. It's like, pfft. Cool it is what it is. You didn't fucking like it, loser. Yeah, that's you know. your opinion. Yeah, it's your opinion. You're allowed to have it. Go die. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's that's all you have to do.
1: Like, yeah, I tell people to die all the time.
0: Yeah, it's it's all good though. I mean, I think like that's it's it's it, you, being an actress is just that growing par- process of like trying to. I feel like you have to just sit down and just rationalize a lot of things because if not, it's gonna make you go crazy.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, especially with, like, all the emotional work that you have to go through. if It's just one of those things, like, I think that's why you see people, a lot of young actors, like, do kind of lose themselves because they're not doing the work to really know who they are. Mm. And so they're not only getting influenced by all the people that they're around, but they're getting influenced by all, a lot of these characters that they play, you know? Especially mm. because in in a lot of these shows, like, we see shows with kids, like, who dapple in Dapple? Is that a word? Yeah. Dabble. Dabble. Dapple. That's tight,
0: dude. You made up your own word, <laughs> dude. Dapple. Dapple.
1: Yeah. Dapple. Um, dabble in drugs and or partying, and like that just becomes a reality for them, you know? And it's like not them to blame. It's just like that's what they're that's the life that they're living more daily through acting than like whatever real life. Like if they're not finding people to ground them or like uh, give them like whatever kind of sta- stable life, I mm-hmm. guess. I mean, I don't know what is typically stable anymore. But um, yeah, I just think like there's a lot of ways that we are constantly being triggered or influenced. And oh, it's,
0: it's a cool thing to be angry now. Yeah. Like it's the, it's like the hot shit. That's like the new wave. It's like, if you're not angry about something, then you're really you're not, not living. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like you have to be upset about something. You have to be angry. You have to be. Shark <laughs> You gotta be shark troops. <laughs> you know about shit. This is a Dave Chappelle joke. But it's like. <laughs> You know what I mean? You gotta, These <laughs> you, guys. You got to be fucking angry about shit incensed. all the time. <laughs> you got to be incensed it's our truce. <laughs> but like, that's like, if not, then you don't care, or you're not a quote unquote, which everybody loves using this woke. word, and woke or an ally. Uh, you're um, not an ally. Yes, yes, yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the hard part about things. It's like sometimes I just don't want to say shit at all because I don't know anything.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I guess we're going on a bit of a tangent. Like, that's been something that's on my mind a lot lately, too, is, like, I just... There's so much going on in the world and so much to speak about. And almost, like, it gets very hard to navigate. And mm. it, it it gets very overwhelming, um, especially, like, there's, there are so many things to be angry about right now. There's a lot of things. And yet i think one of the things that i get more angry about is stuff like the what's that youtuber's name jake, uh paul uh paul is that logan's brother mm-hmm, jake that whole marriage to that oh, yeah, ta- yeah, yeah, yeah. tana chick mm-hmm. like, tar- like I, karma or something i've like that. never i've not seen anything about it i've just heard a lot of people talking about it and the fact that that's what's you know, that's the word of mouth that's spreading that people are talking about. Like that angers me. And I like I, I know I should be angry. I am angry about all the other things going on. But that like really triggers me because I'm just like, why is that your concern? Mm-hmm. That's well, you going you, you, on you also world. have to
0: realize too, not to age you or age us. You're older. Like pe- right. people who are talking about that that are on Twitter they're young kids. Like young kids are gonna talk about bullshit all the time, man. And and once you for me, that's I'm not even coping with it. To me, these are just facts. Young kids talk about stupid shit because I was just like that. And I'm not that far from them either. So <laughs> right now, right? So like of course like they're gonna talk about the the hottest influencers of their time. YouTube right now is like for us when aim was popping, dude. You know what I mean? Like that's their fucking world. So if that's like the hot thing that's going on in that universe, everybody's gonna fucking be chopping up about that shit.
1: What? You know? What so would you, there be to talk about on AIM? I don't about AIM. You
0: dog! You would be. You never went into those fucking like crazy Pride little rooms? AIM. For, yeah. yeah, the, what, the rooms? chat rooms. Yeah, yeah. Like Doug Life One, Doug Life Two. Yeah,
1: yeah, but you don't know any of those people.
0: Yeah, but then that we were about that shit though, or even RayToPick Shit like that. You know what that is? I remember the pick. It's St. What's Louis that? ass. That's why. <laughs> like,
1: what's that? You will put your
0: pick up and people will rate it. See how hot you were.
1: Yeah. Oh, like a real hot or not? Yeah, so I would never do night, it because
0: yeah. I knew I'd get bashed. But that I- actually
1: <laughs> existed.
0: Yeah, ReadyToPick Oh gosh, why would people?
1: Yeah, MySpace, subject themselves all to this that?
0: other shit. Like we're mm. we're not any different from this younger crowd, and I just want old ass people to understand that you're arguably worse than they are. Because if you even go on Facebook, because Facebook is an old person thing now, <laughs> mm. you listen to these old motherfuckers on Facebook, dude. He's they're rambling. worse than these kids. He's rambling. Yeah, they're just rambling for no <laughs> reason, dude. Just bunch of idiots. So. It's, it's more of like a human thing, right? It's a collective hive mind thing. Like when something's popping, of course all these young kids are going to be talking about it. Dude. That, like you're, you have to realize too that if you were that age, you would be doing the same shit. And you're also expecting maturity out of kids who are – they're kids. We can't expect them to be mature about these. We would like to. We would love them to think outside of the box. We would love them to think about just more important and pertinent things in this world. But they're not going to because they're fucking dumb and hopefully one day they'll grow out of it. It's what I'm praying for. But the problem is, I think that what we see is that sometimes they just don't.
1: I guess so. I right? guess so. We live
0: in a different society. And I think that progressively, I think this is just becoming the social norm. Totally. I guess
1: what's different. T- okay. Okay. Because what I was going to argue with was yeah. that when I was in high school, we like my, my friends and I, we never talked about stuff like that. That didn't you, matter to us. You didn't have MTV? Didn't, yeah. No, I didn't. Oh,
0: yeah. But also too, you didn't, you didn't have Twitter. You didn't have YouTube. So
1: that was, I was, I just kind of like fixed my argument in my head because I was like, I realized that we weren't exposed to the lives of people in this way.
0: Yeah. We had our own versions of it. We had the cool kids. We had the cheerleaders. We had the jocks. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. So I think for them, the reason why I get sad and a little scared, and this is where I agree with you, is that now it's whatever we experience times 10. Right. Times fucking
1: 10. Hence that show Euphoria, which I haven't watched yet, but I keep hearing people talk about how like... If they don't have kids yet, if they watch Euphoria, they're not going to want to yeah, have kids. kids. Oh my god! That's what dude. people keep saying. But I I need I to watch the show because I I haven't experienced it yet, so I'm so curious now. Yeah,
0: because like if because and the reason why I bring up this 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 argument and like once again it's it's a way for us to think about or rationalize what's going on is that I just have to understand that this is just how things are progressing. Yeah. And then I, as an individual, the only thing I can do is when I have kids is try to deter them from behaving like that. And that's all I could really do. Right. I mean,
1: the norms are definitely different, but I think that's what I mean by like the overload of what's happening of news, whether it be pop culture news or actual world news, it's just, there's so much that we are exposed to. And it is, it is very difficult to navigate. Like when you think about the, the, two mass shootings that happened back to back. But then, you know, we also like Tony Morrison passed away. And so then that became like what was flooding all my news feeds. But then it's like, I think, yeah, absolutely pay our respects. But then I feel like the mass shootings that happened have already died mm. down, which is like, it's this constant um, yeah. overtake of news that's mm. happening. And it's just well, a scary second. thing. Who,
0: who's who's Tony Morrison? She's a,
1: Beloved writer, author.
0: Um, I have no idea. I'm just being real. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't beloved. I like that. yeah. Well, I mean,
1: she that. did write a book called Beloved, a novel called Beloved. Oh, okay. Uh she's she's a Pulitzer Prize winner, Nobel Ooh. Nobel Peace Prize winner, yeah. um, African American uh female author. Uh she was 88. 88? Yeah. Mm. She's lived a very, very long life. Um mm. and has she's just regarded as being like one of the most uh prolific writers for black America. Oh, don't. yeah um so she, like and i i i do believe that uh i love all the love that's coming out today cuz like everyone's been posting like their favorite quotes from her cuz she's she's brilliant
0: mm, that um, they've never read about her at all
1: <laughs> Possibly i don't know like
0: it, 14 year olds and shit
1: Maybe like, but yeah but then though. it's just like well that's what happened today so that already kind of like I'm curious if like people are going to bring their attention back to what just happened you no, know they're
0: not they're over it And so that
1: until like the next new news story happens tomorrow and then it's just like this, we're constantly like – Moving on. Yeah, moving on, moving on, moving on because there's just so much news happening and like it's it it makes it – like it kind of gives me anxiety just thinking about everything that's happening. And so it's like uh, – I I, I think that's how I don't – like that's why I don't know how to speak up for things because it's constantly moving forward.
0: Well, yeah. I mean people are probably over – except for the people who have – who are directly affected – I don't hear shit about it anymore. People, people are desensitized. Yeah, it's it's so fucking frequent. That's a like, scary thing. Like how nine eleven is stuck in my head. It's mm-hmm. it's like it happened yesterday. I can remember the seat that I was in. I can remember everybody in the classroom, mm-hmm. how quiet they were, and how we watched this. My our 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 history teacher. Mr. Tabares comes in, wheels this fucking cart and this TV so we could all watch just what happened. And everybody was fucking frightened. We thought yeah. it was the end of the fucking yeah. world. Mm-hmm. We see that happen now. People will be over it in a fucking yeah. week, and it's just that's just how crazy things are it nowadays. Because
1: like nothing, nothing like – I mean, the only other thing like nine eleven that ever really happened that I remember very clearly was the um, the Oklahoma bombing um it was oklahoma yes yeah the oklahoma bombing yeah yeah and that i think between that and 9-11 those were like the two main like big things that happened and then the columbine shooting Uh, so three uh, the three like big things that that, like hit but like they were all like super spaced out um and each kind of carried its own weight yeah and then now it's like yeah i think the thing that is The scariest thing is being desensitized to everything because it's happening on such a frequent basis, and so I I think even my concern for myself is because, like, even how I deal with my own personal problems, I I do tend to numb things and like just kind of push things under the rug because I don't want to deal with it. And by not dealing with it, I I have over the years numbed myself to a lot and like suppressed so much emotion that I had to go to therapy for. (laughs) Did a lot of work, Um, but yeah, like with, I feel like I'm I'm scared that the same thing's gonna happen with all the news that's happening and all yeah. the events that are happening. Like I'm I'm self aware enough that like there are certain things that I'm like oh, I feel bad that I don't feel more heartbroken over this.
0: Well, you do have anxiety issues, huh?
1: I do. Yeah, horribly. that's like that's
0: like textbook anxiety shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's, it's it's hard to deal with. I think you're just very like you're an uh, extremely empathetic human being, I which am. is which is a great trait and quality to have you know it's just like where do you, it's just where do you balance out this part of where you let it take over your life you know and that's yeah. like the hard part right because sometimes like when you get into these thoughts you tend to wallow in them yes and when you wallow in them nothing really gets done and that's like the, the thing that i've learned to do growing up right it's just like there are things that i can control and there's things that i can't so if i always focus on everything that i can't control it's, it's just going to be constant fucking chaos all the time. And I only focus on the things that I can do, right? Because that's just really the only way I could affect positive change, whether it's on a small scale, like in my personal life, Mm -hmm. or if it's on a bigger scale, when it comes to the people that's around me that I can affect, right? And when we, I think like when you listen to these things, it's very good to be aware of this stuff, right? But now it's just going to be for other people. Some people feel like I can't really do anything, so they feel helpless. Or other people feel like I can't do anything in my immediate control, but I will be mindful of this. And in, ter- in terms of being mindful, that's where I can affect change.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. Because just, you being an individual that has the thought process to even sit there and think about that is actually a really great quality to have because some people just don't care. Right. And even for me, sometimes, albeit I may come off as really insensitive to people, but it's because I'm I grew up trying to be a comic my whole life. This is how I cope with things. I make mm-hmm. jokes about everything. And that's the best way that I learn how to deal with stuff is to take something tragic and make it really funny. Right. Because I can't do anything to change the fact that something terrible happened. But what I can do is try to change my perspective on things. Mm-hmm. That's what I used to do as a kid all the time, right? And what people don't realize about a lot of comics. They're, I think, I think, like the saying that comics are extremely damaged, that might be a little, little excessive, right? But we just have this ability to, Take I wouldn't say dark stuff, yeah, and I want to say rationalize it, but be able to, to spin it in a positive light because that's what's within our control,
1: yeah,
0: right, is to really turn track – That's why I like being a comic versus a musician. Like with music, it's it's great. It's very soul satisfying as well. But something about laughter is very, very fucking healing, right? That's why sometimes I say with people, like when people get Chartreuse, <laughs> you know, fucking, <laughs> fucking <laughs> angry about shit, about i say people are extremely morally selective right so for yeah. example they'll be like don't you dare joke about don't make a fucking r kelly rape jokes right i'm like oh but the but you were laughing at the fact that my dad used to beat me to a bloody pulp when i was a kid that's mm-hmm. okay so family abuse is okay but this isn't okay mm-hmm. so you're you're chewing you're it's, it's highly morally selective right because if if we unpackaged everything everything can sound terrible Like when I talk about these stories about my dad beating my fucking ass to the point where I couldn't go to school because I was so bruised and beat up. If I say it like that, it's terrible, right? But as a comic, it's our job to make it funny right to turn this thing and make it relatable so you can laugh at it right so that moral selectivism also like really bothers me when it comes to comedy right yeah Mm -hmm. i understand timing and place so for example when i was on twitter the whole gilroy garlic festival Mm -hmm. happened and i put up this really
1: yeah and then you i I deleted
0: it because number i didn't know people died i thought this guy just came and he got taken down so i made a joke about oh tim's famous too so if i died it would have been okay right but people are like yo people died i was like oh gotta take that off right Because I, I know my limits and boundaries. It has nothing to do with that—the fact that people didn't find it funny. Because it got a lot of fucking retweets, surprisingly. Fucking insensitive <laughs> bastards, right? But, Moral
1: selectivity. But
0: I still took it down because there are people who lost their lives, and that that individual hurt that whoever lost those people close to them. Whatever that empathetic side that I have made me want to take it down because I, I just put myself in their shoes, yeah, right? Yeah. So like, it's just—it's just a weird thing.
1: It I is. Know. I mean, I. I think with everything that is going on, I think that's what has heightened the moral selectivity. Yeah. Is that, mm-hmm. is that yeah, being guess, morally yeah, like selective? Selective about what what affects you, yeah, yeah. what, what can yeah. and can't be yeah, said. Yeah, yeah, For sure. I mean, but that's, I mean, going back to what we were talking about earlier, I think that's, again, why this year has been a little bit better for me is because I am trying to focus on the things that I can control. So like, again, I, I, I was Definitely, dr- uh, driven's not the right word. I directed my, like emotionally directed by how auditions would go or if I booked or didn't book jobs. And like, I, I let so much of that control how I would feel that day Yeah, for like a good year and a half too, which is like so emotionally dangerous. Yeah. Um, but that's why I think this year I've, I've definitely been, um, like more steady in terms of like where I'm going, what I'm doing, because I'm trying to focus on the things that I can control, which is like what my like daily disciplines are, you know, things like that and creating good habits for myself. And then like uh, I've even tried to challenge myself, you know, whenever I am on set, like, yeah, I want to do good work, but I also want people to enjoy working together. And so I, like, I've kind of made it this person, like, this is gonna sound so corny. I've kind of made it this personal mission of mine to be basically a joy bomb on set. Because, like, I mean, even on a recent set that I worked on, like, people looked so miserable and, like, would talk about how, like, they can't wait for it to be over. And I'm just like, dude, this is a freaking privilege. Like, you don't know when your next job's gonna be. So, like... I don't know. It just kills me that like people weren't enjoying themselves. So was, like they're know. looking
0: at you like, no, nah, you'll, you'll be here one day.
1: I know. And I'm sure, <laughs> like, I'm you'll, sure you'll, I you'll get it one day. You I'm sure I might, but like, like, it, I mean, I guess it's kind of like the same reason why, you know, you enjoy being a comic. Like I, I love laughter and like, I love making people laugh as well. So, you know, I would be on set and, it would bring me personal joy to just, like, make people laugh what if and people be got, moved? like,
0: annoyed of you? Like, they're just trying to be, have a bad day, and you're like, hey, try to, have a bad to day.
1: frown upside
0: down. It's like, I'm not Am- going
1: around being a cornball like, about like, they're it. they're like,
0: Amanda, shut the fuck up, all right? <laughs> my dog died yesterday. Unless just, you're going like, to resurrect my dog, you shut the fuck
1: up. <laughs> if anything, I think it would have been nice for them to be like, oh, yeah, I remember when I was on set like that, and, like, that's how I was, too, when it – first began but i think it's like you know i think it's good to be reminded of like what it felt like to kind of be in my shoes as opposed to like we're always me as like a actor still kind of in the beginning stages of her career like yeah. we're ch- we're chasing all these like positions that all these other people have been at after all these years but like i mean there's still something they can learn from us too being being, you know, wide eyed and it's, hungry. It's,
0: it's we had this conversation. Like I was on this like MTV digital show, and then we were all having the cast members were having this conversation about um, when fans of your work come up to you, and what are those boundaries that you set, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, it's interesting because one of the one of the cast members, um, she just started using social media recently, and in her mind, she was thinking like, hmm, I think I would love it when people would come up to me, mm-hmm. you know. Because I think we were all at that position where, well, maybe not so much for me, because I, I was just like, what the fuck? You know, I'm always still like, what the fuck? Like, why are you coming up to me, right? Not in the sense that I don't like it or don't appreciate it. It's just weird. It makes it. It's for me, it's weird because I feel like I haven't done anything, right? So for that's people, how the, I feel. so when somebody comes up to me and says, "Hey, can I take a picture with you?" It's not something that's wrong with you. There's something wrong with me because I'm just like, why do you want to take a picture with me? Like yeah. I'm a fucking nobody. Yeah. Like, go take a picture with fucking Tim. With yeah, with Tim. (laughs) Take a picture (laughs) with Tim or one of the Fang Bros, dude. You know what (laughs) I mean? You know, Arnold Fang and Danny Fang, dude. Like, take you know, take a take a picture with them, dude. You know, so like, there's like a a lot of people out there that I maybe it's because I feel guilty for it a little bit, right? Mm. And it's it's funny enough where I I heard the story from. I have I have a couple rules. It's like if I'm eating my meal, you wait until I'm done eating because I'm hungry. After that, we'll talk, we'll take pictures, whatever you fucking want. But let me finish my fucking sandwich, <laughs> right? Or mm-hmm. if, I'm with my, if I'm with somebody, like my girlfriend, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, my fiancé.
1: Shout out Shout to out. the fiancé. Yeah. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so if I'm my fiancé and we're on a date, and it's, it's so important for you to take this picture, you can fucking wait. Not because I don't appreciate what you're doing. It's that this person, factually, is more important to me than you are. So this time that I have with her is something that I cherish a lot. If I give you, if I say to you, like for example, like for example, there was this kid that came up to me in Disneyland, and he was like, "Oh, like I'm I'm a big fan, blah blah blah." He goes, oh, I came all the way from here. Like I just, I'm never going to get this chance. I was like, "Hey, man, I'm on a date right now, so mm-hmm. I got I want you to just give me that space or whatever." And he was like, "No, no I need to take this picture. I wanted to slap the fucking shit you said out that? of him." Yeah, and the reason why was because I spoke to him cordially. I yeah. gave him a hug, a handshake, everything, and it wasn't enough for him. He needed to take a photo with me. And I was like, bro, I just, we just had a quick conversation. I hugged you. We, we embraced each other. <laughs> yeah. That's pretty fucking good, yeah. man. And then the fact that your time is more important than mine doesn't make sense to me. You know, and some people are like, well, to them, that's their one moment. I don't give a fuck. Your one moment was for us to have, and I like you. I like yeah. you because I appreciate you. But then you just, who some, were you telling me that you appreciate me, but you literally treated me like trash just in that second? Like Mm -hmm. you own me. And I'm like, wait, what happened? I thought you appreciated me. And I thought I appreciated you and I showed you that same thing back. So what it feels like to me is that I'm getting slighted even though I'm giving you everything, right? But on the other flip, my friend, John, when he used to work at Interscope, he told me this one story that made me feel like trash because he was like, so I was at, he was like, I was at Interscope and Will Smith was in the downstairs lobby and he was talking on his phone, like on some real important shit. And Will Smith is on the phone and then John just kind of looks up and he makes eye contact with Will Smith real quick, right? Just on some pop, pop. Just real shit. And you're like, oh, what's up? Will Smith is fucking Will Smith, right? He's an actual somebody, unlike me. He takes his phone down, comes up to me, He goes, hey, man, would you like a picture? Shakes his hand, chops it up with him for a little bit. And he goes, you have a good day, blah, blah, blah. Then he gets back on his phone call. I'm like, Dude. I'm fucking garbage, because I would have been like, don't you see me on the fucking fun guy? <laughs> you know what I mean? But Will Smith, no matter what stage he is in his life, he always goes out of his way. Yeah. And maybe it's, and then I have to also think about too in that sense is like why I wouldn't do that because I'm not, I'm actually not an extroverted human being. I'm not an extrovert. Yeah. Right. Like I like talking to people I can talk to people I can do it very well but I really do like my privacy which is why I'm not I can't daily vlog that well I, I don't tell everything about my life I only tell stories that I want to tell but like in that kind of sense like, I understand where you're coming from because we do kind of lose sense of like what it was like before but if, to my defense I can say from the beginning to the end I've always thought I've always felt uncomfortable with people coming up to me like it's always been like that so like it in the beginning, I wasn't like when people came up, I was like, yeah, motherfuckers should come up to me. It was more like, oh, shit, these motherfuckers trying to rob me. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, you know, it always felt weird.
1: Yeah. No, I, I think it's still a little strange. That whole. Yeah.
0: If you do come up to me, though, don't be afraid. I'll always just like that same dude in Disneyland. <laughs> I'm going to hug you. I'm going to say thank you very much. But if I'm busy and I say, hey, can we take a picture next time? Be respectful. Just be respectful of that. I'll hug you. I'll kiss you on your fucking mouth if you want to. You stupid son of a bitch. Anyways, love you guys. But that
1: being said, I think I've had experiences where I don't. I don't care for a picture because like someone's just gonna brush through the picture. I, this is actually me, like having met certain people in my life who I am fans of, mm-hmm. and I'll connect with them in a conversation and that's much more memorable than well, that's, what a mm-hmm. that's what I quick photo. That's what I thought. That's why I'm kind of surprised, but that, I mean, that could be an age difference thing too. Cause this is yeah. me speaking as like, you know, an adult having met people that I really respect and then I'll have a really great conversation with them. And then lo and behold, I might see them in a few months. Like I've run into people multiple times and then they remember the conversation. Me. Yeah. They remember me the and I remember them as opposed to like having two seconds to be, cause I'm not going to like I'm gonna pull up this. Hey, remember this is me. We we <laughs> we had this picture together. Remember that's you know. But no. that's
0: that's what they're trying to do. Yeah, which mean, is like
1: you which, don't have to prove anything.
0: Which I always thought was odd. It's like yo, bro. Like I I we had a conversation and I told you this. Pi- yeah. And I, you know, Mario was like nice enough, and she's like, just take a picture with them. I was like, cool. <laughs> so I took the photo with them. But in my in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm glad you're happy, but I wish he would have taken the mm. other option of the conversation in the moment yeah. versus having to take that photo. But you know, no nothing against the dude. Yeah. Like I completely understand. Like I get it. So, like, I don't tell the story to trash on the guy. I think he was perfectly fine. Super sweet, very great dude. Sure,
1: sure. It was sure. just
0: for me. It's odd. It might be yeah. like a generational gap thing. Yeah. I
1: mean, I think in this day and age, people have absolutely no uh, filter when it comes to just jumping up on people to take a photo. Um, but yeah, I, I mean, if word of advice conversations and moments are much more precious than a photo that you're going to maybe post on Twitter, Instagram, and it's just going to be like enveloped by the rest of your pictures and and you have to scroll forever to find that again. It's
0: not even a fan thing too. I think it's just like how people are. People want to record every part of their lives. And if there's no video, there's no photo, then it didn't happen. Mm -hmm. And um, it's just the age that we're living in. We just, we're just trying to adjust to it. And it's hard for me. That being
1: said though, is there someone that you would ever stop to be like hey can i get a picture
0: uh if i see that they're doing something important no
1: you even if it's like there's no like i don't know like top 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 person in your life that well i love like, dave
0: chappelle but if dave chappelle was eating fucking food dave chappelle just gonna eat his food
1: so if,
0: if dave chappelle was walking by I would say, Mr. Chappelle, I'd shake his fucking hand and I'd say, thank you Searchers. for everything. I probably wouldn't take a photo just because I'm not even good at taking fucking selfies of myself. And after he would leave, I'd be like, fuck, I should have took a photo. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But maybe in that type of sense, right? right. But that's like Dave Chappelle. It used yeah. to be Bill Cosby until he became a rapist. You fucking. And then, um, yeah, Michael Jackson, if he was still alive. Mm because he did not touch those kids and then
1: <laughs> okay we'll I, go with we'll I, go with dave Chappelle since he's the only living yeah well I so mean, there was Bill a Cosme's few people but it.
0: everybody is a baby toucher and a fucking rapist and shit so god mm. damn it would but, you
1: ever be that guy that like if you did see dave Chappelle and say he was busy would you walk by him and be like chartreuse no and then just keep walking? So
0: <laughs> i would be like rick james bitch i would never i would kill rick myself james, i
1: just imagine that yeah. that probably happens to them all the time you know oh, what i for mean sure yeah. I'm yeah. like yeah. would that. you ever be one of those
0: guys? never i respect and love the man too much right but everybody's different you know so like yeah when i think um if people ever do come up to me it's just a very it's it makes me feel weird because i just don't feel what the word is like worthy of it right yeah i want to do something where i feel worthy of that type of compliment or praise and i just feel like i haven't done that yet but at the same time they're like well, who are you to say how you affected my life? So yeah. if I've if they've effect, if I've somehow affected people's life in a positive way, I should be grateful enough to say thank you. Yeah, and which I do. Yeah, I do do that. What the fuck?
1: I mean, you're, <laughs> you're an OG. You've been around.
0: Yeah, man. It's it's kind of weird though. It's very nice though. It's very nice that even this podcast. Right. When well, I remember when I started this podcast, people were like, yo, what the fuck is this? Like, where are my videos and shit?" You know. But the thing about the podcast and the reason why I like it a lot is because. There's a certain audience that kind of grew up with me, right? Yeah. And these 10-minute videos aren't long enough for them sometimes. And there's different perspectives that people need to hear. Because a lot of the times when I do these comic videos, I have a very sharp and harsh stance on things. But it's in the light of comedy
1: Yeah. all
0: the time. So, like, do I really believe half the, half the stuff that I'm saying? To a certain extent, yes. But within that five-minute video, there's an hour conversation that, that can be expounded upon. So that's why Hence I love...
1: the podcast.
0: And that's what the podcast is. Well... We've been doing this for an hour and fourteen minutes.
1: Oops! Wait, yeah. Khalif, who would you take a picture with? I must know.
0: This motherfucker take a picture with everybody, dude. It's uh, amazing. How many celebrities? Well, you saw. So would you
1: interrupt uh, though for a picture? Well, I
0: interrupted somebody and he said no.
1: Who? Oh, you did actually yeah. interrupt someone. Yeah,
2: it was John C. Riley. Oh.
1: John C. Oh, what, do, he, do, what, what do you mean?
2: What do you mean? No? Did he like, say he
1: just, no? Kindly but I kinda, or? No,
2: Well, he. Uh, so I saw, but g- granted, he was with his family. But okay, I yeah. caught him as he was like on the outside of his family. Because you just kind of like looking in the sky. I was like, oh, he looks kind of blue. Oh, okay. That's, that's so cool. So I to him. I was like, hey, I'm a big fan. I just saw, um, you know, uh, Stan and Ollie. It uh-huh. was a game changer for me. Uh, Thank you for your work. May I take a photo? Oh, that's very nice. And as I was saying that. Oh, you
1: didn't even finish the question?
2: Yeah. So I was like, may I take a photo? And he was already turning to me like, nope.
1: But did he even like acknowledge?
0: Oh, he shook my hand. Oh, okay. He did definitely shake my hand. Yeah. Okay.
1: So he so at least acknowledged that. yeah
0: I wouldn't have done that though like if I was with my family and then we weren't engaged in anything Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of staring off in the space and somebody Mm -hmm. came up to me I'd definitely take a photo with them I ain't doing nothing special yeah like if somebody if I'm staring off in the space and somebody comes up and like yo I appreciate your work yo can I take a photo well, my family's over here ignoring me. Yeah. You, you know, yeah fuck no, my family. No, I'm kidding. Right, no. But I would definitely would take a photo. That's, that's I what I
2: Because I saw him. I was like, I'm not going to take a picture while he's talking to his wife. And it looks like his son or a nephew or whatever. Yeah, cool. Whatever. I'm going to mm-hmm. work on my line. I was like working on an audition. Oh, right? yeah. Yeah. And then he like just straight off. I'm like, oh, shit. This is the opportunity. Cool. I've been here for like 30 minutes. Let me just go over there. He just said no. So yeah, I man, got burned on that. He's no. probably one of those dudes that's just like. He doesn't really care so, about attention. He yeah. just does it for the yeah, level. Sure. Yeah. Oh, big yeah. time! Yeah, and then it's understandable. Taika, Taika Waititi, and oh, that whole story.
1: He's, he's. I've I've met Taika. Mm-hmm. He's the a sweetest. really nice guy. Yeah, he's the nice. But the conversation
2: guy. that we had was just so overwhelming that I didn't even think about. Oh, see,
1: I don't even think about taking pictures anymore because I have an iPhone 6s, and I'm more <laughs> embarrassed that it's just not going to come out up. good. Yeah, and I'm like, uh, I'm I'm going to be embarrassed if like the picture doesn't turn out good because I don't want to be that person and be like, oh wait, hold on, can, one I more did, like
2: I did that so with Kendrick Lamar. <laughs> <laughs> he was so nice about it three times. Oh my gosh! Oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Don't worry about it. You can go ahead,
1: do it again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see, so I would just be like, I just wouldn't do it at that point because like, yeah, my phone's just not the best phone for for, for photos. Wow, I'm stumbling. Is this,
0: is his speaking voice? like his rapping voice yeah yeah i recognize your fragrance
1: (laughs) (laughs) i think the last celebrity i even took a picture with was back in like 2015 no 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 way longer 2011 no was the last celebrity photo i think i took where i was like i'm so sorry can i please take a picture with you lurk so it was pharrell
2: uh oh It's oh. real
1: cool. For the third time too. <laughs> I've met Pharrell multiple occasions. The last
0: photo I took with a celebrity was Kevin Hart. No.
1: Do you like Kevin Hart? He's a nice guy. Is he? Yeah,
0: he's fucking his a nice entourage guy. is scary. Who? You talk about Naeem Lynn and fucking. Spanx? I don't know who the Spanky. people are.
1: I remember I worked in a I worked an event and like I guess like Kevin Hart was like the big A-lister that was supposed to be present. And I just remember his His entourage, they were being such dicks to us. Like super mean. And Kevin Hart wasn't even around. And I feel like if he were, they wouldn't have been as mean. Oh. But because he wasn't around, they were like making all these demands and being like just huge dicks. Mm. And I was like it just was like... It you should have really been like,
0: you're not even fucking Kevin Hart, dude.
1: I don't even know who any of those... But I think one of them was like his trainer and I'm... I just oh, you know. oh, talking about... Guy. What's his name?
2: The Ninja Turtle looking dude. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't know. I just remember oh, like that was man. like one I'm of my most distasteful <laughs> do experiences. Shit.
0: You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, don't, he's too famous to do shit. He ain't gonna do nothing. Oh, fuck you. I'm kidding, guy. He's buff as hell, dude. You're gonna die, man. <laughs> <laughs> he's gonna kill you. What you think just train? Just mm, yeah, yep. just train. Yep, just train. Oh, I'm thinking about Michael B. Jordan's uh, trainer.
1: Oh, I would stop Michael B. Jordan. I would you interrupt would? anything you that he's
0: that? doing. Whoa. Oh, Oh, really? Yeah. Whoa, You're trying to get on that fucking Michael B. Dong, dude. That's what you like, huh?
1: Who isn't? Uh, me. <laughs> well, that's <laughs> a lie. <laughs> liars. Liars. They're so all wait,
0: liars so, so okay. So Kevin Hart's crew was, like, fucked up or...
1: They were just mean.
0: Mm. Super mean. I've I've heard
1: Kevin Hart himself is nice, but his entourage just... They were not kind people.
0: Kevin Hart's a very nice guy. And I think, like, if you listen to Kevin Hart on the Joe Rogan podcast where he talks about kind of, like, fame and, like, fan interaction, like he appreciates fans too. And I'm obviously like, I don't even know what the hell he experiences, mm-hmm. but he's like talking about, he's taking a piss and people are like, yo, can we take a picture? Like as he's pissing in a urine. I
1: wouldn't be surprised. But those are like
0: the boundaries that aren't set and it kind of makes, then we become the asshole. Yeah. It's like, how come I'm the asshole that I'm asking you to respect my space yeah. and I will we'll do this, but just ask in an appropriate setting. But no matter what, in any type of sense, we're always the fucking asshole, right? Yeah. Let me tell you something, I get recognized about three times every two years. All right? So... <laughs> It comes Stupid. out around a lot, dude. And I'm yeah. like, yo, man, chill, dude. Like, I'm just <laughs> – happens all the right. time, you know. But Stupid. anyways, yeah. uh, you guys can catch uh, the Genius Brain podcast on Spotify, uh, Stitcher and of course iTunes give us that five stars very important leave in the comments below about what you guys think your thoughts have conversations and uh remember take us on your route wherever you go great funny conversations also I always have to mention this shit when I'm talking to my female friends right and I'm like bitch you don't you don't do that to other females all right we have rapport that's that's what happens oh I was all like right? what are you talking about that's what I'm saying. <laughs> no these people always do this shit where it's oh. like because like I always see this stuff where if we've been friends for a long yeah, time, yeah. right? You're like, you little fucker. We'll be like, I was like, bitch, you fucking this bitch is insane, right?
1: Oh, and they'll and think like-
0: that that's a pass for them to use it constantly with the people that I talk with, like mm. specifically like, with Gio. It's like, nah, motherfucker, mm. dude, that's our relationship. Mm-hmm. You don't get to say that shit mm-hmm. to them, you dumb fuck. Anyways, guys, have a lovely, lovely, blessed day. I don't know which day <laughs> this is opening, but may the Lord bless you. Uh,
1: oh, Pastor David!
0: Yeah, may the Lord bless you. Try not to be too chartreuse. And we're, yeah, I don't know. And then, yeah, so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: we're done though.
0: Yeah, we're gonna we'll talk for three
1: more hours. No, I'm just kidding. Amanda,
0: where where can they find you?
1: Oh, um at Suki Styles. S-U-K-I-E-S-T-Y-L-E-S on Instagram and Twitter. And that's pretty much it. But I'm not really super active, so follow her, see
0: what's popping with her. You'll see her on a movie screen. You'll see her on the TVs. Yeah, September, right? That's right.
1: Um well I don't know when this is when this episode or this podcast is
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true, but
1: um i will say just please watch runaways season three on december 13th is when it drops on hulu and you may see me so there's that
0: mm-hmm. she plays a stir-fry cook and i'm fucking play it. Khalif, where can they find you you can find me at Khalif uh, boyd
2: I forgot I was here for a second. Uh, <laughs> you barely Clef- talked. Be- that's my thing, man. You're i just, just that
0: dude. Every fucking time I bring him on this shit, I'm like, this fool has so much shit to say outside the fucking mic. And then he has You're going to come on every on fucking episode until you say some shit, you son of a bitch. I know you guys
2: line me up in the comments and shit. Uh, Cleaveboard on Instagram. Yeah. That's, that's it. Me. That's me. That's it. All right, y'all. We'll see y'all next time. Peace. Bye.